Hey everybody, this is Dr. Matt back for another episode of The Parent Pod. Today's pod discusses being a commuter at CIA. Sometimes being a commuter is difficult and students who commute from home, they often worry about how they're going to be able to engage in CIA's community and, and really realize that true college experience. Here to talk to us today about our two commuter students who have taken full advantage of being a part of this community. Some of you already met them as the, the hosts of Two Minutes With and during our parent uh, emails. And I'm excited to introduce Alyssa Lazzini and Noah Sample to the Parent Pod. Guys, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, Hi. good. So why don't we start uh, off by uh, telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. All right, well, uh, my name's Alyssa. I'm going to be a senior in illustration. And some things I'm involved with on campus is I'm a head orientation leader, and I'm also involved with CIA's InterVarsity Club and um, our Illustration Club. Uh, my name's Noah. Uh, I am a senior in illustration, and I'm involved uh, in orientation. I'm a head of well, and I'm also involved in the community outreach team, and I uh, take part in our New Orleans service trip every spring break. Right. So as you can tell, these are two students who are really involved on campus, and they are both commuters. So our first question to you both really is an open-ended one. Um, talk a little bit about your your own experience as commuters. Um, yeah, so I have been a commuter uh, these past three years, and I will be for my fourth year as well. And uh, when I first started, I was kind of timid about being a commuter, a little afraid that it would be harder to make friends and um, like get into the swing of normal college life. But I think that I've really had a great experience. I feel like I've had the full college experience, and I think a lot of that comes down to just getting involved on campus despite being uh, living away. Yeah, I have a little bit of a different experience because I um, was on campus for my first year, and then my second year uh, became a commuter, and I was also worried about um, like losing touch with campus life because I had built those relationships my first year uh, at CIA. Um, yeah, and I, I was just worried about, you know, how to how to get to school on time and, and things like that. It kind of changes um, when you go from being a residential student to a non-residential student. So so then how did you how did you manage? Uh, you talked a little bit about some of your worries, right? So mm -hmm. some of the things you were concerned with as an incoming student. But what were some of the things that you did to kind of help prepare yourself and kind of focus on how to be be a commuter? Um, well, how to get involved while also being a commuter? Um, well, the first couple weeks of school, I honestly just spent a lot of time on campus, and it helped to meet people. Um, like, instead of going home right after class, I would spend some time in the library or in the atrium, and you tend to run into people from your classes and form better connections with them outside of class. And um, also just going to, like, club meetings, because at the beginning of the year, they have, like, the first club meetings for each club. Going to a lot of those, even if you don't end up in the club, helped a lot. Hmm. Yeah, um, I, I would say the same thing. Staying behind after class, um, you know, going out to lunch with friends. We get lunch breaks and things like that where you can have free time um, where you're already on campus. Uh, 
or going uh, into the dorms uh, with friends, uh, hanging out with them there, um, learning bus schedules and things like that. So if you need to be somewhere like and you want to come to campus, like, you know, um, like how to get there and like what time you'll be there and things like that. Uh, yeah. Also, just um, if you're a freshman, just reaching out to people in your classes and asking, like, do you want to get lunch or something? Mm -hmm. Because usually the beginning of the year, even though they have roommates, they still are looking to make friends. So it's easy to ask someone if they want to get lunch. Right. You know, and I think, you know, as you both know, you're head orientation leaders, you've been orientation leaders. And so, you know, I think that's some of those bonding pieces. We try to really, um, you know, take that moment during orientation to try to get students to meet other people so that way, you know, whether they're commuter or residential, uh, they have other friends that, you know, that are, are good folks just to kind of talk with or to, you know, go get lunch with, like you said, you know, and, and kind of build that, that, that social network, if you will, of, uh, of friends uh, while they're on campus. So, you know, I guess talk to me a little bit about after orientation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, think back to your own orientation. You know, did did those networks continue to, to grow pretty quickly um, or just continue, like, as orientation tried to facilitate that? Did they continue to go down that path, or, or what kind of work did you have to put in for that? Um, I would say with my orientation leaders, it was very easy to keep in touch with them. A lot of people that I was, like, in the same orientation group with, I didn't have classes with, so that made it a little difficult, but... Um, definitely whenever I saw people in the hallway, they were someone to say hi to, which was really nice. So, um, I feel like I did have to put some work into still like meeting new people in classes who I didn't meet in mm -hmm. orientation, but it was nice to have that base of like people who you could at least wave to in the hallway mm -hmm. and they were like a friendly face. Right. Yeah. Um, my orientation, uh, kind of went the same way. Uh, my orientation leaders helped me get involved with student life. So through that, um, that's how I kind of met my group of people uh, through like becoming an orientation leader and uh, being involved with the community outreach team. And also you kind of just meet some, like you meet people in your classes, you know, and uh, the people in orientation, like, like Alyssa said, you run into them in the hallway or you'll have classes with them. So that was kind of like my, my base group, I guess, right. fresh, uh, yeah. freshman year. And then you kind of just build friends as you um, have more classes and, and get more involved with the school. Absolutely. So, okay, so, you know, Noah, you talked a little bit about uh, bus schedules, right? Yeah. So my next question really pertains to, you know, getting to campus, right? Mm -hmm. So, Alyssa, you drive to campus, and Noah, you live close enough that you're either walking or you're taking public transportation around, right? Yep. So talk to talk to our listeners a little bit about that. Like, what are some of the struggles? What are some of the things that are easy about it? So, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, so one of the, I'll just start with the struggles. It is hard to get up earlier than um, you would have to if you lived in a dorm. Yes. But uh, I actually really enjoy, like, getting to go home after class just because it helps me to keep myself organized. Like, I have to have all of my work together and, like, loaded into my car. So I'm never, like, too much of a mess because I know I'm going to have to, like, transport stuff uh, to and from. I'd say also that 
Uh, getting up early and having to drive to school helps me to be more awake and ready for class because I never am able to just roll out of bed and head to class. Um, so that's like a perk. And then it's, de I mean, it's definitely hard at first, like there's no getting around that. But I think that once you get in the swing of things and like if you're still living with your parents, um, I think that helps sometimes too. But one thing to always keep in mind is to make sure like your parents are aware that uh, your schedule is going to be kind of weird because you're a college student. Like you might not be coming home at the same time every night and homework's going to uh, vary. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Did you say how long your commute was? Uh, no, my commute's about 25 minutes with no traffic. And then if back when we had rush hour traffic before COVID, it was like <laughs> 45 sometimes in the morning. Yeah. Um, my, my commute's kind of similar. My, mine's about a half hour if I'm, like, just mosing on down the street. Uh, I walk, so, um, I would say the struggles is, like, weather, um, because if you're not driving, like, as most people know, Cleveland, or, I mean, just Ohio in general, like, we have pretty rough winters, um, and it can be cold a lot of the time, so I would say, like, that, that is kind of a... Uh, struggle if you're within walking distance um just preparing for that making sure you're not you know showing up to class soaking wet because i've had that happen still don't want an umbrella <laughs> i should get one of those um staying warm in the winter is a big thing but then again if you know your bus schedules you can take a bus instead and um cleveland has great uh like public transportation um all over the city uh where i'm at now up in coventry uh, we take the number nine, um, me and my roommates, uh, to get around. And there's, there's a bus stop, I mean, almost on every corner. Um, and it's great because the buses actually connect to, um, your, like, iPhone maps, uh, app. So if you go on there and you click the little bus icon, it'll tell you exactly where to walk to get to a bus stop. It'll tell you what time the bus is coming, what time you'll be dropped off. Um, same with our RTA Rapid, uh, which is more like, a train subway type thing um so it, that that's like a really really great tool to use um and we also get uh free public transportation on the rta and the um i the name is slipping my mind the circle circle the link yeah, yeah circle link yeah that's yeah. also free um to just everybody so Whichever bus shows up first, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that that's, you know, it's pretty awesome that CIA can participate in the UPASS program through mm -hmm. RTA, where, um, you know, every student gets an RTA bus pass at the beginning of each semester. That all they need to do is just flash, flash the pass to the driver of yeah. either the bus or the rapid, um, the light rail system we have uh, in Cleveland, and they can just jump on a bus. Yeah. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty great. So, um, you know, the, the next question I have is, you know, so you're lugging things back and forth. You know, I do have a question uh, for you, Alyssa, about, yeah. you know, your comment about parents, right? And kind yeah. of working with your parents and letting them know that your schedule is going to be kind of wonky and what have you. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, you're probably here pretty late. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, how do you, for our parents... I think it's important for them to, you know, to, you know, as they're trying to work with their commuter, uh, to understand like what that schedule really looks like. So can you talk a little bit more about, 
the ins and outs of what that schedule looks like? Yeah, um, so our classes are typically, like the studio classes um, begin at around 9 a.m., and then we have our morning half until 12, and then usually the second half will be from like 2.30 to 4.30. So then if you take that into consideration and then think about homework after that, um, back when, like before COVID and we had more limited hours at CIA, the building was open until 2 a.m., and when I say that people stay here until 2 a.m., I mean, like, everyone stays here until 2 a.m. Yeah. So I, um, like, being a commuter myself, I've always tried to limit it to midnight um, just so that I don't have to wake my family up that late when I get home. But um, I think that that's, like, a, a pretty average time for a student to be leaving, especially if you need to use the studio space. Because a lot of our projects are the kinds of things that you can't take home. Um, like, I remember specifically freshman year, I would be working in, like, the plaster studio. So I really can't find a way to get home earlier if that kind of project comes up. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something where, like, speaking to the parents, if you keep in touch with your kids about, like, what projects do you have going on this week? Like, is it something where you need to stay late? Um, that's, like, a good way to kind of monitor that. And um, I would just... Also keep in mind that if they say they're staying at school until 2 a.m. to work on a project, like, they probably actually are. Because yeah. <laughs> that's, like, what yeah. everyone's doing. Yeah. It's, so. not, it's not a quote-unquote project. Right, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I totally get it. No, for sure. But, I, you know, I think that that's important, you know, for parents to, right. you know, to, to kind of think about is that how that schedule is going to change. So that way, mm -hmm. you, you know, if you're thinking that, you know, curfew, you know, in high school was, you know, whatever, and then now... It's not like you're out with your friends right. or whatever. Yeah. Like you're actually working uh, at oh, school yeah. at you know until two in the morning. So, so with that, you know, you guys lug a lot of stuff back and forth, probably from home or your apartment to mm -hmm. school, and there's probably a lot of stuff in your own studio. But above and beyond that, do you, uh, I know that CIA uh, has lockers available for, uh, for all students. Mm -hmm. Did, you know, did you guys, did you guys take advantage of those lockers and how handy are those? Yeah, I actually used my locker as a commuter and as a residential student, um, just so I didn't have to lug everything back and forth, uh, from the dorms and, uh, from my, my apartment. Um, the, the lockers are super handy. They're, they're pretty pretty decently sized, um, so they carry like all your basics. I, I would say the only thing that didn't fit in there was like my portfolio, um, and like my like which held like my drawing pads and stuff. But besides that, it like held most of my supplies, and it was it was um, great not to have to lug all my heavy stuff everywhere. Just stayed on campus and went. I'm always I'm always impressed uh, at students' ability to lug those portfolios around because oh, yeah. I'm like, man, they're like the size of a billboard. <laughs> yeah. like, how do you yeah. <laughs> Or they're carrying, you know, the portfolio on one side and they got a project in their yeah, hands. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And we, the we're like little carpenter a... ants like marching out <laughs> That's of true. Yeah. That's true, yeah, no, for sure. You definitely can tell when classes starting when I come into oh, work because yeah. you see like this is this line of <laughs> students with their giant portfolios coming to school. Yeah. Um so, you know, kind of switching gears back to being a part of the community, you both have talked about the things that you're involved in mm -hmm. at school. And um, and so I am just kind of curious about, um, you know, you talked a little bit about how you got involved, but what happens between classes? You know, because for a residential student, 
they can just go back to the residence hall, take a nap or eat some lunch or do whatever. Um, but for a commuter student, um, what, are you, what do you find yourself doing in between classes? Uh, yeah, um, now that we're upperclassmen, we do have studios to go back to. But um, freshman year, uh, since this was before COVID, uh, a lot of the time I would go back to a friend's dorm and sometimes we would like eat lunch there or we'd go out to lunch somewhere. Um, there's also the atrium and other student spaces on campus where uh, we have furniture where you can sit and kind of just uh, spend time there, catch up on homework, or uh, like ask some friends to join you in staying on campus for lunch. So there's uh, a lot of places to be besides just the residence halls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, as a residential student, I would usually go back to my dorm, but when I became a commuter, um, I, like, even, even with the studio, everyone kind of usually goes back to their dorms, so, um, pre-COVID, usually I'd, I'd go with them, and, you know, you could hang out in someone's room, or, you know, you ask people to go to lunch with you, and, and you can just go out for lunch, um, but there, I mean, there will be times where, like, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, and, um, you'll be by yourself, but that's not always a bad thing, because it kind of gives you a chance to go, and explore uptown um, mm -hmm. and kind of do what you want. Um, you know, we have tons of museums and, and we get into those uh, for free. Um, even, you know, Mocha is like right down the street. So if like you ever wanted to just go explore Mocha by yourself or another museum, then like you can do that, you know. Um, or, yeah, if you're lucky, you just bring someone with you. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, um, really, my last three question or my last question um, is uh, from each of you. I want to hear what are the, you know, your your top three go to pieces of advice. Um, having been commuters for several years, what are those top three pieces of advice that you have for a commuter student? Learn your bus schedules. Um, learn the bus routes. Uh, and learn how to be safe when commuting, especially um, as someone who walks. Um, I make sure that like people know when I'm getting home, uh, like when I'm leaving the school. If I'm walking alone, what like I'm I'm just very uh, like I let I let people know where I'm at so that I feel safe. So that's one piece of advice. If you want to yeah, go next, uh, <laughs> sure we can like all take yeah. <laughs> Um, one piece of advice I would have is during those first couple weeks, uh, make an effort to just say hi to everyone. Well, not everyone, but like whoever you feel comfortable saying hi to and, um, really try to form those connections right away. Since you don't have like roommates to go back to, it's good to, um, just like kind of force yourself to become your most outgoing self yeah. and just, uh, like try to make friends that way. Um... Be prepared for different types of weather, I would say. Um, have, like, a jacket, like, either in your locker or in your studio or something. This is more for, like... Like an umbrella? Yeah, no. like an umbrella that I should, <laughs> I should probably buy at this point. Um, yeah, don't... Holding your portfolio over your head is not a good idea for walking in the rain. Um, Especially when it's windy. Right, yeah, because then that thing will carry like, you away like a off. parasail yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. down down Euclid Avenue. Yeah, that's um, not good. Yeah, so, so if you're walking, I would say, like, be prepared for different types of weather. Um, check it in the morning on your phone 
um, so that you're not getting soaked and coming to class or soaked going home or you're freezing or turning to an ice school outside, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dress well. <laughs> yeah, dress well, for sure. Um, my second one, I just had it. Forgot what I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, tell your tell your professors that you're a commuter, because if you ever run into traffic and are late to class, it's good for them to know. And if that does end up happening, make sure to send them an email that you might be a little late. And also, uh, professors are usually just like really understanding about commuting because they have to commute themselves. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's a good like little bond you make with your professors because you're like oh I drive here too yeah, <laughs> yeah. no for so. sure um I just had mine too oh I would say um work to get involved you know make like make reasons to be on campus um and to get to know people uh I mean you can walk into this student life and uh student life and housing office and be like like, let me be a part of something, and then someone will come out and be like, here's all the things you can be involved in. Um, it's a great way to make friends. Uh, it just, you know, you build so many memories at CIA when, when you're involved. Um, and, yeah, it just, it's a great, it's a great way to spend your free time is with other people, and not only are you bettering, bettering yourself and your community, but, like, it's, it's just a good time, you know? We have so many cool clubs here that you can be a part of. So that's my third piece of advice. Be a part of a club. Yes, and my third piece of advice would just be don't be afraid that you're never going to make friends because I'd say the thing I struggled with the most was that, like, those first two weeks, I was like, it's never going to happen. Like, I'm <laughs> never going to have, like, this set friend group or, like, group of people that I know. But there's no need to be afraid because I think it does happen eventually for everyone. And now I'm like a head orientation leader, so I know a lot of people. And uh, yeah, I would just not be afraid of that because everything will work out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and I, I would say, you know, when it comes down to, to orientation, that, you know, your orientation leaders will be, you know, periodically checking up on uh, first-year students throughout, at least throughout the fall semester. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important, you know, for, for you as parents... Um, that if your student, if you recognize that your student is kind of like, you know, oh, this is not great, like I don't have any friends, um, you know, to suggest that maybe they reach out to their orientation leader, small group leader, um, because that person is there to help them uh, with the adjustment to college. So whether it's, you know, saying, well, hey, I'm a part of, you know, the community outreach team. You know, we're having a meeting here. Let's go. Let's you know. Let's do this. Or I'm a part of InterVarsity. Let's go. Uh, you know, we're having a meeting here. Why don't you just join me for this? You know, for this meeting. The the orientation leader staff can um, suggest things to your student to try to help them engage and get involved. Mm -hmm. uh, and so just know that those those things are there uh, for your student, and uh, you know, uh, and there are great opportunities as these two uh, great students have talked about. Uh, for folks to get involved on campus and to be part of the community that we hear, mm -hmm. that we have here. So, um, with that, I want to thank the two of you for uh, for being on the Parent Pod. I uh, hope you guys had a good time, and for all our listeners at home, I want to thank you for listening in. And until next time, this is Dr. Matt. See ya. <laughs>